Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, Kathy, it's uh, midweek. We've been talking about faith, uh, which is uh, always an interesting topic uh, as we get into the depth of it around abiding. Um, Yeah, we've had some good discussions this week already. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And remember, faith is um, believing certainty of what God has spoken because uh, what he speaks uh, is superior to our circumstances. Uh, It's what I call trumps it. Uh, it's mm-hmm. way bigger. He can he can make anything happen uh, as we follow him, and we get the privilege of that. Uh, and he mm-hmm. said it's certainty, and by by faith, Joshua and Caleb, uh, as we talked yesterday, uh, gave a good report. Uh, they were right. com- they were commended for the difference that they had, which I loved how you phrased it yesterday. Was uh, the uh, ten spies in the nation went, yeah, but mm-hmm. it ain't gonna happen. And Joshua and Caleb said, but God yeah. says, and we believe it, let's, right. go, let's go. Um, and we're willing to, you know, to move into the, the faith of it. And, you know, I think as we uh, try to describe it yesterday, uh, I think I was sharing a little bit about, and you, you had uh, raised up the topic of financial freedom. Right. Uh, the difference between financial freedom and wealth. Mm-hmm. So when God says, I'm giving you the abundant life, um, he's not promising, you know, wealth, uh, mm-hmm. Some people can experience that, and uh, and we all all can be wealthy at a certain level. And by the way, <laughs> this is kind of funny. Uh, every time I talk to a group of uh, people at our retreats, and we we bring up the idea of uh, abundant life, mm-hmm. uh, I say, what percent of the world would you say you reside in economically? <laughs> what percent? of the person who's who makes right. the least amount of money in the room. Mm-hmm. And the answer is in the upper one to 2% of the world. Isn't that crazy? We uh, have no concept really of what we have we sometimes. Don't. Um, and it's like, well, you're in a sense, mm-hmm. we in this room, we in this country, we, we you know, what, what we live, we're, we're living in abundance already. Even the poorest mm-hmm. of the poor in our country is vastly wealthier than everybody of the poor in in all these other countries. So um, it's like, well, do you understand that? You're, you're kind of wealthy already, but Mm -hmm. even then, and I said, I, I know people who make millions are not in financial freedom. Right. uh, Cause they do something foolish, which is (laughs) spend more than they make. Mm -hmm. Or they invest in things that now suck the money out of their system and they don't have savings. And, Right. Um, and they're not in financial freedom. So, um, and, and as I go around the room and say, based upon where you are economically, spiritually, do you think that it would, you should, you should, uh, be less blessed with the money you make? Would it be more spiritual if you were in, make in a less position like the rest of the world? Mm-hmm. And everybody says, oh, no, no, probably not, you know, um, cause I said, if, if you believe that, then you should go all the way with it. Mm-hmm. Then, then sell your car, sell your house, go live in a tent, um, and go go try to you know farm food in your in your plot of land. Uh, that's what most of the people in the world do. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that's what you believe, and see, it's not that at all. It's God said, "Well, I've placed you in a certain time, certain location, certain mm-hmm. uh, situation." That yes, it's different than the person who lives in Africa. Yeah, it's different than the right. person that lives in Europe. Uh, Linda's family, I think we talked about, um, is German. Uh, her family right. lives, lives in Bavaria, and uh, we've visited them many, many times. Um, because of their tax situation and their income, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much the equivalent of about uh, relative to Linda and I or, or anybody in America. 
they would be what would what would you say is equivalent to about living on 25 to 30 percent of what we do wow okay um, and they don't own homes because of mm-hmm. because of it uh, they have to rent uh, they have cars that um, they buy they borrow for seven to ten years on the money mm-hmm. uh, by the way they have nice cars because uh, they need them to last that long so they they right. tend, they, they have good solid cars um, they don't travel mm-hmm. much they go on vacation once a year and they save up for that and and try to you know go to some place that they can afford uh, they don't go out to dinner much um, they uh, don't go to entertainment uh, we did a retreat uh, at this fabulous, over-the-top, spectacular city and hotel mm-hmm. um, that was 20 minutes away from Lin- where Linda's cousins lived. And we said to them, hey, we're going to go to this place. Tell us what it's like. They said, we don't know. Mm-hmm. I said, what do you mean you don't know? It's, it's 20, 30 minutes away from you. Yeah, we've never been there. You mean you haven't gotten in the car and just driven over there? Nope. Mm. We, don't, we don't do stuff like that. And so we... <laughs> we a pay, very different lifestyle. We yeah. paid for and invited them. Hey, come and see. You know, this is a cool right. place. This is a cool, pretty cool right. place. But they see, they have a whole different mentality. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not about, well, should they go live like that or should, should uh, we go live like the Germans do? No, is they're in Germany. We're here. They, by the way, they're believers, and they and we mm-hmm. talked about within their system they can have financial freedom, right? And they have to trust God. They have to believe God uh, for what He says and and the places He gives them and the kind of life they have. Uh, and what mm-hmm. what it looks like for them is a lot different than what it looks like for us here in America. Right. Um, so the question isn't about um, should you try to get more wealth should you do this should you do that it's it's no you are placed by god mm-hmm. now live in financial freedom which by the way right. god god promises you right. um and enjoy that uh where he guides and leads you with the principles that he gives and the blessing that he gives based upon faith so that when linda and i were leading that and then we're just trying to describe what faith looks like uh he said well um, are, you know, and, and we understood it. Are you living in financial freedom? <laughs> and the answer was no. Uh, mm-hmm. We're in complete bondage. Uh, we mm-hmm. were suffering with, uh, you know, we could hardly afford anything, uh, even though I was making pretty good money because we'd gone into debt. And he said, okay, um, I'm going to speak to that. And the first thing he said is you got to tithe. Mm-hmm. If you tithe, I promise to bless you. Financial, right. financial, free, remember in the context of financial freedom, yeah. he didn't say, yeah. I'm going to just keep having you be wealthy. I'm just going to pile gonna, up I, your storehouses. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, I'm going to learn, I'm going to teach you financial freedom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, again, I'd heard that story all week and my, and my response was, yeah, but, mm-hmm. um, until I get the money, I can't tithe. We, we can't even live now. How am I going to mm-hmm. tithe on something that we don't have? Right. And, and, he, and he taught me the, the beginning of what faith was all about was, what did you hear me say? Mm-hmm. If you tithe, I'll bless you. It's a, it is an if-then statement. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you believe me, you will tithe. Mm. Do you believe me? See? Right. Um, and I had to go through the simplicity of, well, I did hear what you said. Your, your spiritual truth word trumps the material. Mm-hmm. Now I have to say, do I believe it? Right. How would I say that? By committing to tithe. Right. Yes, I do. Yes, I believe it. Now, the only way I could do it, remember he said it's certainty of things not seen. Mm-hmm. He, see, and, he, and he says, I can't operate it the other way, which is what we would like to do. Right. And that is, well, bless me. And then, and then I'll tithe. And then I'll right. tithe. And he says, no, when you tithe, mm-hmm. I'll bless you. And you're going to have to believe it because it hasn't happened yet. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be believed faith before it happens. Right. Certainty of what he says. Um, okay. So uh, this whole aspect of faith 
is so critical uh, that mm-hmm. he tells us that um, this is the way life is intended to be. Okay, now let's go to a statement about this um, of why, of why this is so important. So go to Hebrews eleven six. Now we we talked about eleven one to three, mm-hmm. and then he makes a statement in eleven six. What does he say? He says, "And without faith, it is impossible to please him." For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Okay. Now, this is uh, an amazing verse. Uh, first of all, <laughs> uh, and this is, this is hard to uh, understand. He said, it's impossible to please me without faith. Mm-hmm. Okay, so think of that word impossible. Right. It's impossible to please me without faith. Therefore, Kathy, what's going to happen to you the rest of your life? Well, I'm not going to be pleasing him unless I allow him to grow my faith. Okay, so you're going to be faced constantly with things that require faith. Mm-hmm. Not sight, not what you can figure out. And see, that's right. why most believers live in the natural because mm-hmm. they've got it all backwards. It's like, I'm going to try to manage and control this life here based upon what I can see and think through logically. Yeah. And I'll solve my own problems. Um, yeah. Uh, it just As you're saying that, that just reminds me so much. This, this is so tied to the posture of humility. You know, that, that whole, we can't please him without faith. He wants to he desires to keep us humble before him so that we can see him be God and to, and to deliver things. And so this continual putting us in situations that require faith is a blessing because it honestly keeps us in a posture of humility yeah. that and, we've got to be dependent on him. Yeah. Think, and think about that. Um, when you say that, um, it keeps you in a posture of humility. What is that? And then why is that so significant? That posture of humility is truly dependence. It's recognizing who we are in relation to who he is. And and there is verse after verse. I'm sure you could spew off a whole slew of them, but there's verse after verse in the Bible that talks about the importance of humility and how God honors the humble and, and glorifies the humble. And that is in our humility is when we see him show off the most. So that's where I want to be. I want to be in the thick of that action. But in order to be there, I need to be walking by faith, which means I need to be humble under him. Yeah. And the, recognize uh, my need for him. It's interesting that the word humble, because um, we tend to look at it again from a American point of view, mm-hmm. is humility is, is complete lowliness and uh, letting everybody else be more important than me. Um, and so I'll just do whatever, whatever anybody else wants to do. And he said, that's not the definition of humility. Humility is willingness. Mm -hmm. And and I think something you're learning about doulas is willingness to go to a place of agreement with me. Um, and, and he says, faith is that, is that way of having you stay there and it, it is based mm-hmm. on humility is are you willing to go to a place of agreement with me based upon what I speak, which mm-hmm. by definition means, well, I gotta hear your voice. Right. Um are you are you even humble to do that, you know, mm-hmm. to receive it? And then he says when you do, um you experience the life of faith, which by definition I'm gonna keep you God speaking in dependence mm-hmm. on me. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I love being with you. Right. And I like glorifying myself through fruit of transformation mm-hmm. and change circumstances. Um, and so um, when, when we look at uh, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Mm-hmm. So by definition, and again, as you look at your life, God says, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to have you constantly be in a place mm-hmm. where you can't solve it yourself. Right. Uh, it's going to require me of what I speak and then perform. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, it, you'll be pleasing me. 
So I'm never going to let you, God speaking, be in a place where you don't require that. Right. In other words, where you can manage it yourself, where you can mm-hmm. put yourself in a, a bubble or you can put yourself in a situation is if I can just control everything, then I never have to worry about faith because I've got it all handled. He says, Can I tell you, I think as, as women anyway, that is one of the biggest Achilles heel for us yep. is this sense of needing to control them. And I don't know if that's something as a male you, you have too, but I know, um, you know, all of my, none of my friends would argue with me if I say so many of us would say, oh, I'm a control freak. You know, and until, you know, this, the, I've talked about my ladies group before we talk so much about how God has brought that down in all of us Yeah. that, you know, whereas it used to be, I'm a control freak. That's who I am. It's no, I'm learning that that's not who I am. In fact, that's who the enemy says I am, but I don't need to be a control freak. And in fact, the opposite of that is what God calls me to do, to be dependent on him rather than it all. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's freedom and it, in that. It yeah. happens at, at two levels. Um, cause people can say, well, I'm not a control freak. And I would say, uh, well, I think maybe you might be, uh, mm-hmm. and, and it's this way. Um, when you're trying to control something, you are working toward, uh, managing and producing an outcome mm-hmm. and you focus on outcome. Yeah. Uh, I want this to happen and I'm going to go try even good things. Yeah. This even, even just bad. This is, this is just good things yeah. even. Yeah. Yeah. I want this outcome to happen and I'm going to go, go work toward making that outcome happen. And uh, some people could say, well, I'm a control freak. So I'm trying to control every single piece of it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. That, that happens a lot. The other side of it is, um, well, I'm not trying to control everything per se, but I'm working to create that outcome, yeah. Uh, which is still control. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm, I recognize that I can't control everything, but I'm going to try to create this outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it goes to a variety of levels from uh, something like something uh, where people have conflict with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and their, and their relatives or their close friends or there's people at church and, um, well, I want God to make sure that that person changes so mm-hmm. that our relationship could be healthy because it's not healthy right now. And, um, mm-hmm. and they need to do this. And, and until they do, I'm not going to forgive them because mm-hmm. um, I'm looking at outcome. Right. Uh, and God says, well, let me show you the truth about that um, is that, hey, that person isn't going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have a heart to change. But I can, I can show you how to live a life of freedom. Right. Within that, and you don't worry about the outcome. You worry about what I'm going to show you by speaking to you mm-hmm. and saying, well, first of all, let me take you to forgiveness mm-hmm. and I'll give you forgiveness. Okay. If you believe that or willing to believe it, even though I'm experiencing unforgiveness in my heart or difficulty, anger in mm-hmm. my heart, which by the way is all legitimate, God says, let me give you forgiveness. My promise is I'll, I'll give you freedom around that and show you the difference between that and reconciliation, which isn't going to happen. Right. Um, okay. By faith, see, what would I do? I'll go. See, I'm willing mm-hmm. to get into an agreement with God because he, I see the truth of this now of what he's saying to me. Mm-hmm. Have I experienced it? No. Do I even believe it at this point? No. But as we'll see here, uh, let God take you down the path. Because he said, without faith, now he even says it in this verse, it's impossible to please me. He says, however, mm-hmm. the key to this is, is this. Uh, you must, there's two conditions that he, he lays out in this mm-hmm. verse. Number one, you must believe, and in the English, it says that he exists. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, okay, great. I got that one. Um, I covered that one. I, no problem. I, God exists. Um, no, that's not what the Greek says. Mm. Um, and this is where the English, and we've talked about this, is so poor at translating the, the depth of the Greek or the Hebrew, in this case, Greek. Um, because w- the way we translate it is that he exists. Well, the Greek says this, you must believe that I am. Mm-hmm. 
And it's the it's a very got, different statement. Very different because it says you got to believe that I am the I am. See, mm-hmm. when Moses said, who should I say sent me? What did God say? I am. Tell him I am <laughs> sent him you. Tell him I am. Tell him I am sent you. So when you see that phrase in Greek, mm-hmm. it's saying, do you, you got to believe that I'm the I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does that mean? That I can. That is all encompassing, right? I can solve whatever yeah. you got going because I'm God and my word trumps your, your circumstances. Mm-hmm. You got to get to that place of, do you believe that, that, that I can handle this? Right. Okay. All right. Secondly, he says this, believe that I'm a rewarder of those mm-hmm. who diligently seek me. Mm. Okay. So let's talk about the elements of that. Uh, diligently seek him. Mm-hmm. Well, we've been trying to tell people what that looks like for the last several weeks. Right. What is that? Diligently seek him. What is that? That's asking. It's yeah. going, it's, it's having intimacy with him. It's conversation yeah. with him. It's, that's what abiding is all about. Yeah. Is that I have a heart to walk with you, hear you, let you give me mm-hmm. instruction, uh, perform your supernatural. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm willing to abide, remain in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. will, I and will it's seek. Not you. just, yeah, it's not even just the, I will seek, but diligently seek. There's intentionality. I'm not just going to sit by and let it happen. You're, you're intentionally seeking out time to abide with him and learning to walk with him and practicing his presence that 24 seven diligently seeking. And if you're diligent in anything, mm-hmm. what does that mean? It's a continual intentional thing. Intentional. Uh, that, um, I am, I am going after it and -hmm. I'm going to be faithful in going after it when, see, if you diligently, even when it doesn't make sense. No. Yeah. (laughs) And and seeking him is like, well, I'll just walk with you and I'm going to purposely, diligently, constantly, always go after it. Mm -hmm. Even when it doesn't make sense, even when I, what the heck is going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, these circumstances are overwhelming and I'm mm-hmm. under the gun and it's heavy hearted and I'm, yeah. I'm struggling. God yeah, and, and in that, even when you're weary, you know, I think that is one of the times that I see people derail the most often yeah. is they just get worn down and weary Yes, and, and forget that it's at his feet that true refreshment is. Yes. And, and, and including is that, uh, again, the simplicity of that, what you just said, I'm tired and weary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and God says, yeah, I know. Um, why don't you ask me that question? Mm. Why am I t- tired and weary? Right. Well, I got something to say to you about that. Because um, right. I don't want you to live that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want you to enjoy the, the walk with me. And so maybe yeah. we got to deal with some stuff there. Right. Because you're working too long. Uh, you're not getting enough rest. Uh, you're overwhelmed. You're running from thing mm-hmm. to thing to thing to thing. I got to prove There's you. no margin. There's no margin. There's all you know. kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, so let, let's talk about that. But he says, uh, diligently seek me. And he says, now I'm a rewarder mm-hmm. of those who diligently seek me. Okay. Now, what is the reward? The promise itself. He delivers. So he, he grows the faith in us and then delivers the He's, promise. He says, he says, so we stay with it. He delivers he it. Said, he said, there's two, there's two rewards. Uh, one, I will fulfill what I say. Mm-hmm. What's required on your part? Staying with me, speaking and staying with him. Without what? It's impossible faith. to please me. With faith. Yes. Okay. So he says, now here, here's what I'm going to do for you. It's required. <laughs> It requires faith to ple- mm-hmm. to please me. Okay. And our response is, okay, I'll try, I'll try, I'll try. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll work at it. I'll get more faith. I'll have more faith. I get that. He says, actually, no. He says, I will reward you with what's required to please me. What do you need? Mm-hmm. Faith. Faith. <laughs> I'll give you the reward. Let mm-hmm. me provide the faith that you need to please me. And this is what's so wonderful about God is mm-hmm. he says, I work both sides of the deal. Right. I set up the requirement. Faith is required. 
to, to walk mm-hmm. with me and to please me. And you can't walk by sight. If right. you walk by sight alone, you cannot please me. That's not faith. Yeah. Uh, so faith is going to be required. Mm-hmm. Well, that's hard to, hard to have. It's hard to get. It's really a struggle. He says, I know. How about if I give that to you? Mm. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeshua, you'll reward me with faith. Yes. And all you got to do is believe that I can do it. I mm-hmm. am. And that you diligently seek me to receive what I'm going to give you. Mm-hmm. So basically, he just says what? Stay with me. Stay with me. Mm-hmm. Stay with me. Uh, and recognize that your life is going to be a constant series of requiring you to believe what God says to mm-hmm. handle your circumstances and to move you forward into the path that God has for you. And you're never going to stand still and you're never going to be safe. Mm. But how about if I give you the grand life while you're walking in faith? Okay, now, right. how does he do that? Well, let's, let's look at... Let's look at um, Hebrews 12, uh, 1 to 2, he gives us the, the answer to the question. So you're going to reward me with faith. Yes. How? Mm-hmm. He says, well, let's look at it. Okay. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Yeah. So um, he says, uh, run your own race uh, that, that I set before you. Okay, so let's take that uh, all by itself. Um, whose race are we running? His race, the, it, the race that he has for us. For you personally. Yes. So are you, are you running, you know, the next person that's at church race now? No, does not look like theirs. No. <laughs> um, are you at the same place on the race course? See, no. No. So that uh, this is why, by the way, one of the things he says is you don't have a right to judge anybody mm-hmm. because their course is different than yours. The only thing that you are to encourage them are is really simple. Are you running the race mm-hmm. <laughs> that's set out for you? Right. So when we teach abiding, see, we don't say, well, these are the eight things you need to know and have and do. It's really simple. Learn to abide mm-hmm. and God will start you on his race for you. And go enjoy that and go live there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, uh, you've got to free yourself from what entangles you, from what, from what prevents you from running the race. Okay, mm-hmm. now we know something about that already. Without faith, it's what? Impossible to please him. Okay, so how would you entangle or burden the fact that you, you're going to struggle on the race? How would you do that? If it requires faith, what would, what would, what would we do that would be a struggle against that? Um, go to what we see ah. often or go to the natural or the logic. We just say, I'll figure this out myself. Mm-hmm. He says, interesting enough, as you go that direction, mm-hmm. you actually hamper burden and prevent the race that I have set for you. Mm. Um, and, and you get entangled in your thinking, your walking by sight, your desire to figure things out, your, your plan, your activity. And he says, when mm-hmm. you do that, you've entangled yourself and you've stopped, prevented the race that I'm willing to give you, which is going to be fantastic. The abundant huh. life. It's interesting. If you don't mind me inserting, um, kind of an odd story, but there's a dream that God gave me years ago that applies with just what you're talking about right now. And, um, years ago, I loved to run and I would do a lot of those, you know, the obstacle course races. Oh yeah. Yeah. So much fun. Um, had a ball doing that. My knees no longer do that, (laughs) but, um, but I really did enjoy them. But at this one point, um, and we've talked a little bit about God, how, how God does speak to me in dreams. Yep. And um, I had this dream and I was running a race and at each obstacle that I got to, 
I picked something up and then continued on to do the obstacle. And when, as I got towards the end of the race, I had, you know, a rock in one hand, I had something around my neck, I had something else in the other hand, and I couldn't get past the next obstacle because I had picked something up from each one that he didn't intend me to keep. Right. <laughs> and, and I woke up, I'm like, what an odd dream. And so I'm writing that and I'm asking him, you know, what, what are you telling me? And he's like, I'm just reminding you that as you hit these different obstacles in life, sometimes you pick things up that hinder you mm. from having the faith you need to complete the race. Right. And if you continue to carry the things that I didn't tell you to carry, you won't complete the race I had for you. That's right. You'll be too entangled. Yeah. And I think, you know, what you're picturing there, that that's that same picture. We get entangled by things that we see, we think are important. We pick up and we bring them on the race because we're, we think we need them. Yes. And he's saying, no, I need you free. Just come by faith to the next obstacle. I'm going to take you through it and we're going to get on this race. Right. Right. And as you take that, uh, you know, that dream, which is so beautiful, uh, you know, what happens is you just got, you come to a point where in essence, you just stop. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't go any further and, and I'm going to figure out my own, own path. And he says, right. it's not possible. This is, this is what it goes back to without faith. It's impossible to please me is, mm -hmm. um, that is an absolute. If you're going to run the race, it's mm -hmm. going to require faith. Yes. Um, and you got to be light. You got to be, mm -hmm. you got to be in flow. You got to be believing I can do it and that, and that you diligently seek me and I'll reward you with faith. Um, and you don't get bogged down right. with what entangles you and actually stops the whole mm -hmm. thing from happening. And right. now you're right. stuck in a, and we've talked about this in a life of mediocrity. You're stuck in a mm -hmm. life of, of difficulty. And God said, oh, it doesn't need to be that way, but right. I, I can't force you to. You need, to, you need to let me give you faith. And then he tells us, he said, this is how it works. Christ is the author mm -hmm. and finisher of faith, perfecter of faith, completer mm -hmm. of faith. Okay. Author. What does an author do? An author actually writes the words, speaks it, yeah. has the story. <laughs> he initiates it. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. So Christ initiates it. Now, what we've learned about faith, how does he initiate it? Through his spoken word, which means we need to be listening. Okay, so he speaks something. Mm -hmm. And again, we've used this word rhema. Mm -hmm. So it's not me. I want this one. Right. It's, it's what do you have to say to me? Um, hey, Rich, if you want financial freedom, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you understand tithing. Mm -hmm. And if you believe it, you'll tithe and I'll, 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 I will give you financial freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I said. That's what God said. He initiated faith mm -hmm. uh, by speaking it. Um, right. And that's how, that's how it's developed is he always has to start it by mm -hmm. let me speak something to you that's personal. Mm -hmm. What I want to do in your life today, when we do our abiding retreats, everybody goes around the room and they, they hear God speak something. Mm -hmm. He says, well, this is what I'm going to do for you. When? Right now. Yeah. Are you willing to abide with me um, and take you to faith for, so you can you know, receive it? And that's why we talk about abiding. When, we, when people learn this, they say, don't leave it mm -hmm. until you believe it and you experience it. Right. Then God will say, oh, and now I can move you on to the next core, next place of the mm -hmm. course. So he initiates it by speaking. Okay, secondly, uh, God says, I will perfect it, finish mm -hmm. it, complete it. So what does he do as well? He initiates it, but he also does what? He's the one who actually grows it in us yeah. and then delivers it. Yeah. Okay, now uh, remember the definition of faith is the certainty of what? Things not seen. Mm -hmm. What I say. Okay, there's your definition. So... It's really simple. Um, when I ask somebody, do you believe it? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, it's based on what did you hear? Right. So that's always the question. What has God said to you? Mm -hmm. What has he spoken? You have an issue here. What has God said? If you abide, he's going to speak it. 
like mm-hmm. this couple, couple I was talking about uh, yesterday where um, I'm going to heal the brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. I'm brokenhearted, this, this uh, people say. I, I am brokenhearted. Okay, what does God say? He's going to heal that. Mm-hmm. Okay, now the question is, <laughs> do you believe it? Say, mm-hmm. okay, you heard him initiate it. So they said to me, God said. Okay, mm-hmm. do you believe it? Not yet. Right. Exactly. What has yet to happen? Christ says, I have to finish it. Mm-hmm. I've got to take you to what? Certainty that what I said is going to happen and you and you now have that confidence. Yeah. That, yep, now I know. I know that I know that I know. I'm certain it's going to happen. And there's a definition. So that mm-hmm. if um, you're in the middle of it, which is where we all are going to be, God says, you know, when he, when he told me about, you know, I'm going to give you financial freedom. You got to learn to tithe. Mm-hmm. My response was, I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. He said, I know. You heard me say it, right? Yes. Okay, I'm not asking you, Rich, to go and work at getting more faith. You can't. Right. Because why? It's it's a gift from me, a reward, mm. a a promise that I'll finish it, take it to certainty as you what? Diligently stay with me. Right. You stay with me. You stay mm-hmm. in that word. You start a you know, what, And so really that that faith is that picture of willingness to go. It's it's that willingness to seek and willingness to let him complete the faith. Yeah. You know, the, the really our only role is that willingness and then seeking It's just trusting that he is who he is while he completes us growing in that faith okay, and so, seeing it. So why would you be, different. why would you be willing? Well, you know, coming back to the one verse because of who he is, because we believe he is who he says he is and he'll do what he says he can do. So we, we want to be there, you know, um, and that he's going to reward you. Yeah. Uh, you know that he's going to give you the faith to believe that and right. then he'll he'll perform it. Right. So that you diligently seek him. Right. Because you you've got something that you now understand is I can't do this on my own. Mm-hmm. But he'll reward me by finishing the faith that he started because I've already started it. And see that's yeah. the key. Is that uh, a lot of people said I don't even know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, believing, hearing, Rama. I don't. I don't understand any of that. I said, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, let me show you what abiding looks like. Get into the Word. Get into where He's having you uh, camp out. Mm-hmm. Uh, start journaling, and you'll start to see a truth, a promise. I will heal you of this brokenheartedness. I'll give you forgiveness. I'll mm-hmm. I'll take you to peace. Uh, I will solve this business issue you've got. Um, and you and you and you begin to hear it, and then once you hear it, which then people do, by the way, um, uh, it's then I don't yet believe it. Right. I know. Um, but the fact that you heard it. Mm-hmm. is the is the authoring of it that's, that's the, begin- the beginning that's the beginning yeah. of it and you should rejoice yeah it reminds me of that verse of the gentleman you know lord i believe help my unbelief yeah, yeah. you know yeah because he uh, jesus said if you if you believe all things are possible mm-hmm. and he said uh i believe kinda a little bit but i don't have full faith yet could you right. finish my faith could you take my unbelief that I still struggle mm-hmm. with and take it to faith? And Jesus said, you, you've said the right thing, son. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, that's what it takes. Um, and by the way, in that story, <laughs> um, the disciple, the reason that, 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 that it was a struggle was his disciples couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And they were experiencing all kinds of great acts of supernatural and right. they were doing it. They were healing casting out demons, having all kinds of cool stuff right. happen, comes up against this kid who's basically uh, equivalent of, we would call it epilepsy. Keeps mm. He kept falling down, throwing himself in the fire, uh, and he was, he was demon possession. 
and um, they couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. So the father goes to Jesus and says, could you help us? Right. And he said, oh, for heaven's sakes, how long do I need to put up with you guys? You know, and he's talking to his <laughs> disciples. Um, all things are possible to them that believe. Mm -hmm. The father says, I kind of get this, but I don't yet get it. Could you help my unbelief? Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Um, I'll, uh, you got it. Uh, I will perform right. this. Okay, his and disciples. it's that posture of humility you see there. Exactly, yeah. exactly what you say. And then uh, his disciples go to him and say, <laughs> uh, and they go privately, by the way. Um, uh, why couldn't we do this? Mm -hmm. uh, and he says, because you, you, you didn't let me finish your faith. Mm. Um, you stopped. You said, I can't do it. That's it. And they, they were even experiencing all the supernatural and, and, and the, the faith with the, mm. the power was coming through them. And they just said, we can't do this. Um, and Jesus said, I know you stopped. He said, this kind this is an mm -hmm. interesting statement. This kind cannot come out except by prayer and fasting. Mm -hmm. Okay, now people have interpreted that to say, well, the demonic must have certain levels. And when you get into a really tough devil, deaf demonic, I guess mm -hmm. it requires prayer and fasting. And Jesus was, wasn't saying that at all. And here's why mm -hmm. we, know, we know that for sure. Um, they brought the kid to Jesus. Right. What did Jesus do? He healed him. When? Immediately. Right now. Did Jesus go pray and fast? Not in that moment. Oh, he didn't at all, see? Right. Um, because why? Because he had the faith to believe it. Mm -hmm. See, it, he didn't need to pray and fast because the, the father said, the, the, the power is in you to heal him, heal him. Mm -hmm. And he healed him. Okay, so he wasn't talking about, there's levels of difficulty that when you run into that difficulty, you got to pray and fast. He said, he mm -hmm. was saying about the statement of belief, help my unbelief. He was saying, hey, boys, you're going to have to, there's going to be times when you run up against your edge of your faith. Mm -hmm. I don't believe this anymore. Uh, nope, I don't think this is possible. Nope, I don't get it. He said, when that happens, you have to go to prayer and fasting. Mm -hmm. You got to go spend time with me. Right. Because what's what's required is I've got to finish your faith. Mm. And you recognize it. Eh, I didn't get there. I still have unbelief. He said, mm -hmm. yeah, I know. When you recognize you have unbelief, you got to go to prayer and fasting. Fasting is just take some extra time with me. Mm -hmm. uh, pay attention to this. Go deeper into the word with this. Right. Process with me. And sometimes, I mean, they did have rhythms of fasting yes. in the old Testament and Jesus followed that. And there is, there's something to be said to making physical space in your body. Absolutely. <laughs> I think even, you know, there's yeah. some practice in that too, just in intimacy with him. But. Yeah. And remember fasting isn't necessarily just a uh, lack of food, but it could be, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to watch TV tonight. I'm going to go spend time right. with God. I'm not going to go do what I normally do. I'm going to go spend time mm -hmm. with God. And he says, um, I can finish your faith mm -hmm. and the requirement is, is really to recognize one, you don't have it yet. Mm -hmm. um, and by the way, we'll talk about this, but um, he's going to say, uh, if you think you have it, mm -hmm. I'm going to test it. Right. James three, James one. Mm -hmm. Count it all joy brothers. When you fall into various trials of many kind, because it's a testing of your faith, faith. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm doing it. God said, I'm doing this. I'm testing. You think yeah. you think you have it. Well, let's go find out. Right. Um, uh, Linda, Linda tells a great story about forgiveness and mm -hmm. uh, that she thought she had forgiveness toward this, this person. It wasn't me or somebody else. And uh, she had been abiding and receiving. And I think I have it. I think I, I think I'm forgiven that person. We were in a uh, car going to the airport. Um, and I said, to, I, and all I asked Linda, how's it going with forgiveness? Yeah, it's good. I'm, I'm, I've forgiven this person. I'm good. I, I, mm -hmm. And I go to God. See, I talked to God. I said, God, is that so? He says, no, not, not, not yet. Um, so I just say to Linda, are you sure? Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> I said, honey, are you 100% sure 
that you have forgiveness. Absolutely, I'm I'm a hundred percent sure. Mm-hmm. And when she said it, that person calls her <laughs> on a cell phone while we're in the car and hammered her. Mm-hmm. And she blew her cork. Uh, and she got mad and, and got angry and started to verbally, you know, express herself. And I just said, What do you think now? <laughs> and she says, You know what? I don't have it. I thought I did. Right. But God just tested me and says, I don't I I don't have faith yet of forgiveness in my heart toward this person. Right. I need to stay with this. I need to be in due diligence. I need to de- be diligent further uh, and stay in the word until I receive it. Right. Um, and and it that w- wasn't even, that wasn't a reprimand. That no. was a highlight. That was, okay, I've got more to teach you. Stay with me. Don't don't get away from it too quickly because I still want to grow this in you. Yeah. Now, why is that important? Because you, you make a, a, a very important statement. My failing the test is not, for him to to be reprimanding me or to shame mm-hmm. me why why is that what is it what is he doing his goal is perfecting that faith completing that faith and so he's simply showing us it's like shining a flashlight and showing us or putting a mirror up in front of us and showing us what he still wants to work on and that he's still at work there so that we are we are called to stay in that place until he until he completes it really yeah and see it's a it's a, such a deep, profound uh, expression of love is that this, mm-hmm. you don't have faith yet, yeah, but you think you do. Right. He said, and I it, don't want you to, I don't want you to settle for less than what yeah. I have for you. Because yeah. without faith, it's impossible to please me. And I can't act mm. until you, until you believe it. Right. So if you stop a little bit short, mm-hmm. you're not going to make it. Right. Uh, and so I love you so much that I needed to show you that you're not done because the requirement is what? Diligently stay with me. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just about finished. Right. And you're going to walk away just a couple days too early. Right, right. Uh, stay with me and I'll finish it. I'll perfect it. And when you get to certainty, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's, such, it's such a beautiful thing. Uh, so that uh, I love what you said about that is that um, it's, it's not a reprimand. It's not to mm-hmm. shame you. It's not to say what's wrong with you. It's actually to say, <laughs> I just need you to stay with me a little yeah. bit longer and let me finish, you know, faith. Yeah. Uh, so that, um, you know, as we, uh, talk about this, uh, faith and we'll, uh, we'll do this, uh, we'll have a, a guest, uh, uh, tomorrow will be Jeff mm-hmm. Hutchin. Uh, he's a, a person that just, uh, is, is in ministry, but he's, uh, he's just learned uh, the depth of abiding through one of our retreats, and he's on. He's excited about it, and is understanding a little bit about what faith is all about. So we'll have some discussion mm-hmm. with him about that. Uh, but if you have questions, uh, please email us at uh, uh, questions at afjministry.com, questions at afjministry.com, or you can put it in the comments section on the YouTube, uh, and we'll get them, and then we'll answer uh, some of these questions. Uh, so. Kathy, we just had a really great uh, time today uh, talking about the beauty of without faith, it's impossible to please mm-hmm. him. But he says, how about if I work both sides of it? Yeah. Just stay with me and I'll author it. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. speak it to you and then you'll start to hear what I'm going to say. And then secondly, I'll work work you through to the finishing, completing of certainty that mm-hmm. what he said, he will perform it and then he will perform it. So that's, yeah. how cool is that? Can I add one yeah. little snippet if yeah. we have time? Yeah. Um, because the word is in the Hebrews 12, one and two, when um, it says, you know, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. That word for endured um, struck me one day and, and it has stayed with me. Um, it's the word hupomino, H-U-P-O-M-E-N-O. And when you break that into the pieces, the Mino, as we know, as we've talked about before, is abide. Yeah. Um, and it's it's that abiding in the word that he has spoken. And the hoopo is to subordinate or to come under. And I love when we're talking about letting God grow our faith. And you look at the example of Jesus, who he knew God had spoken a word. He knew what was on the other side. 
there were things that had to happen in the process. The power for endurance came from that, that word for endurance is hupamino. It was staying under the word that was spoken. Yes. And that's that picture of staying with faith all the way through and, and really enduring until we see it come all the way to fruition is staying under the word that is spoken, hupamino. And yes. it's a beautiful picture. Yeah. And it's exactly what Jesus did in order to endure the worst, the worst of things, yeah. you know. Yeah. And let's, uh, uh, we're going to have our guest tomorrow, but on Friday, uh, let's, let's pick up with that because um, okay. we're going to talk about... Um, uh, his statement, which we'll get into in Romans, but um, faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that hupomino is such a critical piece of that yeah. is, you know, again, it's translated enduring, but it wasn't putting up with. No. Uh, it was coming under believing. And we can talk a little bit about that with uh, Jesus, when he, particularly when he went to Gethsemane. Yes. Of, of what does that look like, including going all the way to the cross was mm-hmm. really standing uh, on faith, complete faith yeah. all the way around. Absolutely. So, so we can talk about that. So yeah, yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, well, uh, remember, uh, if you can, remember, remember to bring that up again. <laughs> I will, uh, I will. Uh, we'll, we'll pick that up again. That'll be fun. Okay, well, everybody have a great uh, uh, day and we'll look forward to our guest tomorrow. And thanks, Kathy. It was fun. Sounds uh, being great. Together. Have a great afternoon. Yeah, you too. See ya. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.